The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. You know, I've been sharing about the Buddha's advice to Sigalaka lately about which types of friends to seek out. So we've been over many of the helpful traits that the Buddha says good friends have. Uh, they're helpers. He says they're counselors. They are consistent friends. Um, when things are bad as well as when things are good for you. And they're compassionate. Last time we talked about how they might keep you from doing unhelpful, quote-unquote, bad things, and how they might uh, support you in doing what's wholesome or doing what's good for you. So these were some ideas the Buddha had. So it seems timely to me tonight to bring up our own role or our own responsibility with our friends to uh, assert ourselves. So there are times when we need to set a good friend straight on what we want and need from them. Times when we need to set a friend or an acquaintance uh, straight on uh, something that's happening between us. And this can be done with kindness, with a lot of care. And I'm guessing that some of you in this Zoom room already have that skill of setting a friend straight with kindness and with ease. And for some others, this may be a challenging skill, especially if we were raised with scolding or, you know, a harsh tone from authority figures or parents when they corrected us. So, um, and I want to acknowledge that uh, for some people, this idea of uh, setting a limit with a friend can bring up some strong emotions. So I want to invite you to take a moment right now and just acknowledge what comes up in you when you think about correcting a friend or setting them straight on how you'd like them to interact with you or speak to you, treat you. And just noticing what happens when you drop that into your thoughts. Perhaps think of uh, then after that of how you would want someone to speak to you about a need they have for you to adapt to their needs. Um, what are the best experiences you've had with that? Uh, have you had good experiences with that? Um, you might want to acknowledge if you've ever missed what someone needed, not because you were trying to hurt them or irritate them or you were in some way feeling disconnected, but just because your habits or what you're used to doesn't match what other another person might like. So recognizing that part of the nature of conditioned human life that's dukkha, this unsatisfactoriness or this mismatch 
that's sort of built into the human condition. We each come from different backgrounds, different assumptions about what's right and wrong, different relationships, and different wishes about what is best for us. And it's very natural that we don't always match up. And to me, that's part of dukkha, part of unsatisfactoriness in conditioned human existence. So that's our our theme for this evening, meeting this with friendliness, with loving kindness uh, in ourselves, this issue of possibly needing to correct a friend or tell a friend that there's something else you'd like different. So we'll start with our guided meditation. And taking your time to settle in. Noticing your body, your heart, mind, emotions, whatever is present for you right in this moment. And taking time for settling in. by recognizing and allowing what's coming to awareness right now. Whatever is arising giving any tenderness, any conditions that are with you right now, some care, however that looks for you. There's some things we want to allow more space for. There are times when the caring thing to do is to turn the attention towards some other aspect of mindfulness. For example, not putting a magnifying glass on chronic pain. Perhaps extending some friendliness, some loving kindness to yourself for any memories or thoughts that were arising or are arising about this issue of communicating your wants, your needs, your boundaries to other people. or another person who's challenging. 
And as you hold any of those responses or feelings uh, in your heart and body, perhaps extending some wishes of loving kindness towards yourself, I'll say some phrases, and you can also use phrases or uh, just feeling that you would like to extend towards yourself without words. But you might use, if you'd like, may I be well. Particularly taking into account any tenderness. May I be well. May I be safe and free from harm. When I talk to friends or colleagues about my needs and wants, may I be safe when expressing them? Family, anyone to whom you need to ask for different different behavior. Even when I have a strong want or need, may I be able to express it as a request? Something I want, perhaps not as a demand, in some way that can be heard by other people. May I be content when I express my wants, no matter whether the other person is able to meet them or not. May I be content. To have said my piece.
May I live with ease. May I be free of suffering. Continuing to extend these wishes to yourself or other wishes that feel appropriate for you in this moment. And if another person has come to mind to whom you'd like to communicate your wishes or your needs, perhaps beginning by allowing you to fill your mind with any good traits, their good qualities, the whatever it is that you share with them. Even if they're a very difficult person, perhaps seeing that, like you, they'd like to Live a happy life. They're pursuing it in the way they know how. And keeping in mind you can always stick with Sending kind wishes to yourself about safety, freedom from harm, being well, being content. 
Or, if it works for you, you can offer these same kinds of wishes to you and to them at the same time. This other person, may we be well. May we be safe and free from harm when expressing our needs and wants to each other. May we be content when we express ourselves, no matter whether the other person is able to meet our request or not, content that we've set our peace. May we live with ease. May we be free of suffering. continuing in silence to send whatever wishes or feelings are appropriate to what's happening for you this evening.
So depending on where we are with this topic of telling a friend that we want or need something different than what's happening, um, we can certainly be kind to ourselves right now with how this sits with us throughout the evening and, of course, the week. Sometimes what's needed with this is a gentleness towards the way life has gone so far. Um, Because some of us have been conditioned to find it very difficult to express our wishes. Holding that with the utmost tenderness the same way you might hold a newborn. Or you might recognize um, with care that you've been trained to express things directly or bluntly. Perhaps sometimes people have told you it's harsh. And meet that awareness with compassion, knowing that each different person may need different things and it takes time to learn how to adapt to a variety of situations, colleagues, friends, family. Some of us here uh, may be able or ready to try expressing our wishes more clearly. So uh, I'll model a few ways we might do that, even in the context of this evening. So one thing, you know, when I talk about the breakout groups, I frequently make the comment, please share something briefly, and then please don't... um, comment or offer opinions on somebody else's sharing. And over the time that we've been doing this, I've had different reactions to that. Some people are very used to that kind of group process and that's supportive for them. And other people feel like, well, that's too unfriendly for me. So I'm going to to demonstrate a way that you could take care of your own needs, let's say, as you introduce yourself to your group this evening. So I might say, Hi, my name's Liz, and I'm going to share something really tender this evening. So it would be supportive for me if people would really not comment at all on it. Um, just just listen, and I, I appreciate that. Thank you. So that's one way. Another way could be this. Hi, my name's Liz, and I'm going to share something really important to me this evening, but After we all get a chance to share, I'd welcome any advice. If somebody has a few words, I'm interested in that. So that's a way you can participate in the group, you know, and get your needs met. While not assuming that everyone does things the way you do. It's so helpful when we don't aim it at anybody else with, you know, you this or you that, but we just make our our needs known. Um, You know, we could say, if somebody makes a comment when we we didn't really, we weren't ready for one, we could say, you know, I I noticed a comment was just offered and I'm sure there were good intentions um, with that, but my wish is to share without any comments this evening. So, you know, these are just ideas. You are free to stay very conservative if this is an extremely tender topic for you. So um, one of the things we could share about tonight, a topic, might be 
how is it for you to give input like this to someone in your life, a friend, a family member, a colleague? Um, another way you could share is what's the best example you ever saw of someone sharing a need or a want in a way that the other person could hear it? So those are my thoughts as we go into the breakout groups. And as always, I would invite you to say one brief thing and make the full circle. So give everybody a chance to get their voice in multiple times, you know, go around the circle more than once, maybe starting with the person whose first name begins closest to the letter A and working your way through the alphabet. And we'll spend 10 minutes in the breakout groups. Then when we come back to share in the large group, as always, the guideline is please don't share what someone said, attributing it to their name. You can always share how something landed for you, how you're feeling, what your learning or inspiration is. So with that, uh, I will send you to your rooms. And if you find yourself in a room without anyone else, stay there and be patient. I will move you to a room with other people. So please enjoy the 10 minutes. Welcome back. We have about nine minutes to share anything you learned, any reflections you have. What came up for you or how is how was that for you? Ollie, I'd like to say something. Um, uh, Claudia, I'll take Ollie first and then I'll take you. Sure. Oh, thanks. Oh, hi, Liz. Uh, hi. Thank Thank you, everyone, too. It was something that came up. Uh, I mean, actually, I had not noticed it before in our group. We were talking about, like, the too much sharing with someone that is not really uh, ready to hear all that stuff. Some of us, I guess, you know, we come here, Buddhists in there, just, like, easily share about ourselves, what's going on inside and all that kind of stuff. But other people don't uh, do that. And then, you know, I've kind of have, I mean, it's fine to share it in here, but regular uh people without the practice or, or actually like a, like to a psychology, they're not, uh, they just kind of like get puzzled or something when it's not the right time for them to hear it. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Thank you, Ali. That's a great point about right speech or wise speech. Timing is everything. And we learn the hard way sometimes that it's not the right time for someone. Claudia, please. Um, yes, hi. I really appreciate the hybrid idea of having the um, introduction when you're in a group, whether you like to um, have someone comment or if you want opinions on it. And I really, I think that um, is very helpful because I'm one, definitely one of those people that are practicing the, the um, you know, just listen and no comment and don't no crosstalk. So I, I really appreciate that um, you brought that hybrid idea up. Great. Thank you, Claudia. I'm glad that was supportive. Uh, Dan, please. Yes. Good evening. Uh, my name is Dan. I'm from New York city. I, I don't come here very much, but I was in a, uh, a room adjoining a room of a 
a person I know who's a regular attendee, and I heard unsatisfactoriness come, and it's one of my all-time favorite expressions. Um, you know, I do a lot of work with Sam Harris, so I'm learning Buddhist meditation from an atheist, which is an interesting thing. And uh, we were talking in our breakout group about receiving or giving or little comments. And, and it was a wonderful brief session with the folks I was in with where we were got to talk about a little bit what it was like. Someone commented what the session was like for them. Uh, there were some reactions to that. And this was just a wonderful place for me to be tonight, Liz. I need you... There was a little, let's say, more on the instruction side than I'm sometimes used to, but I needed every single piece of it, and it was very useful. Thank you so much. It was great to be back. I'm going to be back again for sure. This was wonderful. Thank you. I Thank you, Dan. I'm glad that it served you well. Izzy, please. Yeah, um, for me, it seems like I often find myself, I have to repeat, the th- what I'm saying a couple of times before somebody really gets it. And uh, there's that famous dog trainer, um, Mr. Milan, I forget his name. I used to watch a lot of him, and it's just that sort of like they might not get it first, second, third, or even fourth time before it sinks in. And to be open to the fact that it might not get it the first couple of times, say, this, I'm not comfortable with what you just did or what you just said. That's really helpful. Thank you. Yeah. Sometimes we have to repeat ourselves. And um, as I mentioned in the meditation, sometimes people don't ever take it in. They don't change. And we have to uh, maybe find a place in ourselves that can be content with expressing it and letting it go at that. But that's one of the more painful. But thank you for the reminder to repeat. You know, if somebody's not getting it at first, sometimes that can be very useful. Thanks, Izzy. Amy, please. This was a, yeah, perfect timing. Um, I'm about to go on retreat this next week. And then afterwards, I'm going to spend two weeks with my, um, at my childhood home with my mom and my sister. And they're my two hardest people and are two, some of my two hardest people. And, um, so I'm really thinking a lot about how I can show up with boundaries and show up with heart. Um, my, my sister can be very critical and cruel, but I know it's coming from a place of feeling helpless herself. And so trying to understand that, but also trying to know where my capacity is and where I need to take care of myself. And then my mom has dementia and um, she can, uh, she wants to drink sometimes. And when she drinks, it makes it worse. And my boundary with her is that I can't, I tell her I'm not going to spend time with her. The noise. I'm not going to spend time with her if she's drinking, and but she doesn't remember, and then she feels unloved by me when I do that. And so I was thinking about writing something down, like and putting it on the bottles that she has, that just says like, you know, if you make this choice, then Amy's going to make this choice, and it doesn't come from a place of like not loving and stuff. It comes from a place of like love and care still. And it just, it's just like interesting to think about how like nuanced the boundaries need to look and how I can like give them with love when available. And when I can't, I can do other things, but it's, uh, it feels like quite the Dharma challenge, what I'm about to face. Yeah. 
Wow. Thank you, Amy. That's it's a lot to hold, and I really appreciate your sharing that with us. Thank you so much. Family. <laughs> we don't always have the same style of communication with the people that we're, we spend a lot of our lives with. Jerry, please. Um, thank you, uh, uh, Liz, and sorry to the group I had to, I was at the beginning, uh, and then I, I was trying to reach my uh, best friend from med school who's an obstetrician, and his wife has acute myelogenous leukemia, and she's in the ICU. And so I felt that I needed to go there, but I just wanted to tell the group that it was, uh, as I'd been on retreat, uh, a retreat teacher, a spirit rock said, just imagine all these other people meditating and wishing you loving kindness. So I did feel strengthened in my conversation with him regarding a potential medical intervention. So uh, um, uh, thank you all. So I had the seriousness of the last comment from Amy, but it was um, uh, quite powerful. Uh, and uh, I will fly to Ottawa tomorrow if uh, she's up to having a visitor. So Yeah, thanks for sharing that, Jerry. Yeah, you know, I, I have spent actually a fair amount of time in hospitals saying loving kindness for, the, you know, a loved one who's there, but also for all the staff caring for them. Because I find there's a huge number of hospital staff that actually work with any one patient. And often there's, you know, people are not always kind to them. So it's a great application of loving kindness to to send to people who are uh, there if you have a loved one who's going through that or who's going through things like Amy's talking about dementia or other processes that people are going through that are painful you know, the, the loving kindness, I think, is transformative for our own hearts in enabling us to be with others. So thank you all so much for your practice. And if you'd like to unmute and say goodnight to one another, that would be great. Thank you, Liz. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Good night, everybody.